You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it. Locked On LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, and right here for the Locked On LSU podcast. The preseason AP poll is out. Some thoughts on that. We hear from quarterback Max Johnson, but we'll start LSU back on the practice field on Monday. So we caught up with Zach Von Rosenberg, former Tiger punter, who is our camp correspondent. We actually spoke with him while he was at Monday's practice and actually started by asking him about Saturday's scrimmage. Yeah, I was not there very very long, but I I was able to see uh, our D-line dominate early, which isn't surprising this early in the season because usually the offense starts coming around by scrimmage two or three because they got more plays under their belt. So defense usually wins early, and they did for sure on uh, Saturday, in my opinion. So uh, what would you – if I ask you, all right, describe how were they dominant, how would you answer that? Um, guys were getting penetration, and they were we were flying all over the field, especially on the D-line. Uh, I mean, that guy that I've mentioned to you a few times, is just he's practicing well and he's playing well. It showed up on Saturday, uh, but that was Joe Evans was always in the backfield, it seemed like him. Uh, and uh, Neil Farrell uh, did, did great. And I thought, I thought. I mean, I, we, we made plays when we needed to, but uh, the D-line definitely looked dominant on Saturday. You have all, You were also the one that kind of gave us a heads up on Brian Thomas sort of s- splashing early. Did From your observation, did that continue on, uh, on Saturday? Yeah, he, he was open a lot. Uh, the quarterbacks just at times didn't have enough time to get him the ball. Uh, but, no, he looked, he looked good. He got open. Uh, quite a well shoot hard. Sorry, but anyway, yeah, no, uh, it was it was good. What about uh, what about the what about running backs? Um, I thought, uh, I mean, we didn't do as well as we could because the defense was always in the backfield. Um, but uh, I thought uh, I thought they looked okay. Um, but again, uh, the defense was constantly in the backfield. We didn't have a lot of holes. There was a couple big plays, but most of the time, uh, the, the running backs were stuffed at the line. Zach von Rosenberg is our guest. So if I asked you, like, based on what you'd normally say, I mean, you got to go through a lot of, of fall camp scrimmages. Um, how did that look compared to other ones that, that you've seen? Uh, sorry, the reason I'm walking faster now, it's rain. It just started to rain. That's why I'm kind of getting out of the rain right now. <laughs> Dude, it's I'm all good. To, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to multitask here, uh, so I probably set some up. But, um, no, I mean, for our first practice, it was, it was as – expected i guess there was mistakes but there's going to be mistakes when you're in full pads for the first time and uh but uh i mean all in all for for the first scrimmage uh i thought it was promising we showed a lot of things uh that we weren't able to do last year we were in my opinion much further along uh in this first scrimmage that we weren't in uh last year's first scrimmage and uh especially uh on defense in my opinion De- the defense looked very very good saturday he is Zach Von Rosenberg on Twitter at ZVR09. Y'all give him a follow. Uh, and meanwhile, they are at practice today. So what uh, – well, let's start with some, like, gold jersey, noticeable absences. Anybody anybody back or anybody out today? Uh, Todd Davis-Price is still down. He should be back soon. Uh, I don't see uh, Jacoby and Guillory either, uh, but I think he's day-to-day as well. There's guys that are banged up. A lot of yellow jerseys, which is, again, ex- expected after – uh, the first scrimmage, uh, 
you know, probably 10, 12 yellow jerseys out here. Okay. But, uh, I mean, that's no, that's no big deal. Guys will be back in the regular uniform by Thursday and then, you know, ready for scrimmage on Saturday. What about Stingley? Uh, he didn't participate. Ned Ogeron said he might be out a little bit longer. Uh, I would assume he's out today. Yeah, he's out today. I'm not sure what his injury is either. I'm, I, and again, I don't want to. You know, oh, sure. I don't want to be that guy to, to you know, no, don't don't speculate. Yeah. Don't, specu- yeah, don't, don't speculate on injuries. Yeah, but uh, Stingley's definitely uh, he's not out today, so uh, a lot of these guys are getting extra reps. Uh, Stingley's probably just doing the uh, they call it the Muscle Beach program. Muscle Beach is where all the rehab guys just go get an extra lift and run in, kind of can strength and conditioning <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, it's called it's it's classic Muscle Beach where you can wear a muscle shirt and you're on the the fourth field, the turf field, lifting weights, running and doing core and extra extra, extra lift. Um, so Elias Ricks though, who also did not practice, understand he was back today. Uh, I did see Eli. I don't see him currently on the field, but I did see him, uh, early on in practice. Actually, now I do see him. He's, he's, he's doing sprint work. He might be done already for the, for the practice today, but he did come out in shoulder pads. So he's, he's definitely, uh, almost a hundred percent. Is that fill us in with like where they are as far as a, like a camp schedule and progression. So they had their first you know full week of camp. <laughs> their first scrimmage. So now where are they about at, at this point in camp? Um, you know, I, I would say we need to see a lot of improvement uh, with communication on the O-line. Um, and I don't think I don't think it's anything that won't happen. Uh, it just was more so that the D-line came out ready to play on Saturday. And I think, you know, after getting that first day under the belt of our O-linemen uh, as a unit, going into that second scrimmage, they're going to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Uh, and, and and improve from from last week. We won't see as much penetration up front, and uh, but I think we'll have, a, a, like I said, a drastic improvement on the O line with communication and what we're trying to accomplish on offense. As far as install both sides of the ball, is that set at this point? Uh, yeah, most of the installs are in. I think uh, today that during this unit teacher emphasis is third down, and maybe they'll sprinkle sprinkle in some goal line. Uh, but right, I think the usually the first two. Uh, started the, yeah, the first two weeks are usually first and second down, and then you lead up into third down and then goal line. But uh, yeah, it's right now they're definitely doing uh, third down emphasis. Zach von Rosenberg, former LSU punter, who is joining us as our fall camp correspondent. Uh, what else for the rest of the day are is going to be a point of emphasis uh, there in practice? Um, if I had to guess, um, we're gonna we're gonna correct some things uh, on special teams. Some of it was not not I wouldn't say sloppy. It's just guys are. Uh, a little bit out of position, shrinking like tightening up some holes on kickoff and making sure there's no gaps because you got to, uh, you know, we call it clamping the field or you know the when you're running down on kickoff, you you need guys to be close together so there's no uh, holes for the returner to get get through. But uh, there's going to be you know again having the first scrimmage out the way and having those first full speed reps on special teams. I think that's another thing that uh, is going to be emphasized leading into this Saturday. I'm going to ask real quickly about two other positions. Uh, you mentioned a couple times you have the offensive line shoring up. Any idea how the rotations are going on that side? Um, yeah, uh, it's well, it's obviously Ed Ingram, Cam Wire, uh, Liam Shanahan, Jason Hines, and uh, Austin Dekula, sir, uh, have been, well, and obviously Anthony Bradford. Anthony Bradford's out there right now, and he's been looking great this camp. So okay. that's the guys that are. I see they're always on first string. Um, and then obviously we're going to rotate during camp, you can't be killing guys and having them do all the reps, but, and they're going to, again, rotate on Saturday, um, you know, just to, to, to tighten up those or, you know, to make sure everybody's on the same page and to, to clean up the roster issues and make sure everybody's uh, on, on the same speed with uh, you know, the offense. You want everybody to know, because in case somebody goes down before the end of camp, uh, you got to have everybody going at the same speed.
Yeah, everybody, I think you know, we all know that who the starting five is. I think the big question that they're trying to answer in this camp is you know, who's who's that next unit going to be? Who Brad, You mentioned Bradford. Who are the next guys that are going to rotate in? Um, what about uh, – no, go ahead. I would say, yeah, Anthony Bradford, if, I mean, you're still going to have some battles here. Anthony Bradford very well could be the starter. Uh, mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I think Charles Turner – We'll rotate in there. It's, it's, yeah, it's going to be who shows up. And again, it's, it's going to be a health thing. Uh, we always, I hate to say this, I'm going to knock on wood, but every camp we have an O lineman go down. It never, in five years of my career at LSU, we never had a single camp where at least one O lineman didn't go down. I don't wish it on anybody, but it's just one of those things. And that's why you got to have everybody up to par. Uh, with with the offense, yeah, I think it's the it's the nature of the position that that's why you know people are always concerned with and considerate of the uh, of the depth there. And then what about linebacker as well? A lot of people are asking about the Clemson transfer Mike Jones and how that rotation's going right now. Yeah, I think I think Mike Jones uh, he played a lot Saturday, but I think we need to see him more to like get a larger sample size to really make an evaluation, or at least I need to get a larger sample size. Uh, to make an evaluation on what his role in the defense is going to be, uh, but I mean, Demone Clark was in there. He looks, he looks, he's been looking really good. He's definitely a clear leader on the defense, and uh, you know, I I think uh, Devontae Strong and uh, Baskerville will even get in there. And obviously, we still have Antoine Sampa, Sampa but uh, I I don't know. Again, I don't know how the rotation is going to work on defense, and with the four-two-five, I don't know how often. Uh, will be, you know, rotating. Right. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. Again, I, I look forward to this next Saturday because I'll be able to be there the entire time and see how see the flow of how things are going to work. That is Zach Von Rosenberg. Uh, this is After Further Review. We know the Tigers' AP preseason ranking now. We'll get to that in just a second. Got to remind you about Rock Auto and rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You know where to find them, rockauto.com. Save time and money. You save time because you don't have to get in your car, drive to the chain store or the car dealership, hoping that they have the part that you're looking for. Instead, use your computer, use your phone. Wherever you are, just log on to rockauto.com and you save. Why pay 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts that you'd find at the chain store or dealership? And by the way, they're going to have a better selection at rockauto.com. So, Get to the website, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And at checkout, be sure to write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you to rockauto.com. And with the money safe, maybe you can use it to up the ante in your fantasy football league. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy lose? I mean, I guess it's not really that surprising. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts at fantasy football who have more tools and more time, you really don't stand a chance. So that's why Stat Hero exists. Go to stathero.com slash locked on and sign up for free right now. You can get three times back on your first play. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero will show you their lineup. They'll show you their lineup and dare you to beat them. So it's you against the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all, and you have the advantage, Stat Hero. They're showing you their lineups ahead of time. Nobody else does that. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. And remember, they're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. Preseason AP Top 25 is now out. 
And we have learned that uh, the LSU Tigers, who are preseason number 13 in the coaches' poll, is preseason number 16 in the AP Top 25. Um, I know that um, a lot of people are going to look at that, maybe be a little uh, off-put by how seemingly low LSU is. You probably We talked about this before when the, the coaches' poll came out, and I don't put a ton of stock into polls, especially since now. There was a time... There was a time when we had to care about polls. And the reason we had to care about polls is because the polls factored in to the the BCS ranking. So it it mattered where you were ranked because it was part of the formula. Well, the AP said, stop using my poll, and now we're not even in a BCS era anymore. We have a committee that determines the playoff. So uh, the, the polls are really just conversation pieces. But LSU preseason number 16... In the AP poll, um, sandwiched by number 15, Southern Cal, and number 17, Indiana. You might have guessed it, but Alabama is the preseason number one team in the college football um, uh, AP preseason poll. Uh, Bama is number one, followed by number two, Oklahoma, and then number three, Clemson, as it was in the um, in the uh, coaches poll as well. So the top five is exactly the same. Number four, Ohio State. Number five, Georgia. A&M at six. And then they're sort of the rounding out the top five, the, the bevy of teams that I just can't explain. Iowa State at seven, Cincinnati at eight, Notre Dame at nine, and North Carolina at 10. I will tell you my personal opinion. I will make a prediction, and you can mark the tape at 421 Central Time on, what's today, Monday, August the 16th, that half of this top 10 will not finish in the top 10. I'm I'm comfortable saying that that Iowa State, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, North Carolina are all overrated, and I think that next tier of teams from 12 to 16, be it Wisconsin, Florida, Miami, Southern Cal, LSU, are all underrated. I think Southern Cal has a great chance to win the Pac-12. I think LSU is going to finish better than 16. I've told you I think they're nine and three and probably finish somewhere around the top 10. I think Florida, similar to LSU, gets its defensive issues of a season ago worked out. And Miami has a veteran quarterback there in De'Ara King, and we'll see how much better they are. But in that ACC, I I think that's the group right there that is underrated, and the teams in that top ten that I rattled off are are overrated. And I think half of this top ten doesn't just doesn't finish there. And I'll continue to say, as much as as LSU fans may be upset about where LSU is ranked or may feel disrespected. I'll remind you that if these polls were based on what your team did a season ago, LSU wouldn't sniff the top 25, not let alone the top 10. I mean, you were looking at a team that was historically bad a year ago and was 5 and 5 and, you know, this is honestly a great deal of respect for LSU to be ranked and to be where they are 13 in the coaches, 16 in the AP, considering how poor of a season the Tigers had a year ago considering some of the question marks about quarterback and about the offensive line and you know, new coordinators at, on, on the offensive and defensive side. So it's a great deal of respect for the consistency and the talent that LSU has and has had over the last 20 years. But I'll continue to maintain they're going to finish a lot higher than 16. But it's a, it's a good starting point for this team. And, of course, if you want to bet on the Tigers this year, the best place to do it is at betonline.ag, betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts been telling you about betonline.ag. It's so fast, easy, convenient. Just go to the mobile site on your phone. 
betonline.ag. It's free to sign up. Make your first deposit of funds. When you do, use the code Locked On, and they'll give you a 50% welcome bonus. So, 5-0. So, if you want to go bet on LSU-UCLA right now before that line bumps up, go do it at betonline.ag. Futures bets about conference championships, national championships, award winners like the Heisman Trophy. You can bet on it all right now at betonline.ag. MLB, NFL futures plays. It's all there for you at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And remember, use the code locked on, one word, locked on for a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'll talk some LSU quarterbacks here in just a quick second. Remember, if you have fantasy football questions that you need answered before your draft, do not miss Locked On Fantasy Live. It's Wednesday, August the 18th. Wednesday, August the 18th. That's tomorrow at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. So get to Locked On NFL's YouTube page right now. Subscribe so you don't miss it. They're a stable of fantasy experts are going to answer your questions live, or you could submit them ahead of time on Twitter at Locked On Network. Garrett Nussmeyer played well in the scrimmage on Saturday, and that's something that is worth noting because you need Garrett Nussmeyer to play well because you know he's a he's a play away, as the old adage goes. But Max Johnson is the unquestioned starter. He's the leader of this team. It's his team with Miles Brennan out. And Max Johnson was made available to the media today. And he kind of did talk a little bit about coming out of the scrimmage and about his progression. Um, can we start with number seven, please? This is uh, Max Johnson talking about his the difference with him this year as uh, compared to a year ago. I definitely do feel more mature than I did last year. But I, there's really, there's never been no wide-eyed um, <clears throat> part of me. I just feel like I've, I've focused more and I've uh, honed in more on the details of what needs to go on and uh, how we need to be a better football team. So a more mature uh, Max Johnson, who also is now in a new offense, and he was asked about the differences from a year ago and this offense. Uh, I mean, there's not a huge difference. It's just the way we're kind of calling it. Uh, the, all the protections are the same, the way we're doing it. It's just the way we're being uh, taught is a little different. I've, I've enjoyed learning uh, from Coach Pete's, and, um, you know, he's he's taught me a lot, and I've learned a lot. And I feel like I'm, I've am put the stuff that I've learned into my game, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, just competing and uh, – you know, using the skills that he's given me and putting in the game. Did that catch you by surprise at all where he said there's not much difference this year to last? Because what we've we've heard a lot is where they're going to the, the Joe Brady offense. They're going back to 2019. My contention has been, I don't think it's that different. Like, the offense wasn't a problem last year. They still averaged over 30 points a game. The problem was you score 40 on the road at Missouri and lose. You score 38 at home against Mississippi State and lose. That wasn't the offense. I think the offense, as long as you're efficient, is going to be fine. And Max Johnson showed you last year on the road in Gainesville and at home against Ole Miss, he can run this offense quite capably. And if you're able to get more out of it, even better. Now, the big gigantic question that everybody's talked about, you just, when Zach von Rosenberg was with us earlier this hour, I, he, he in so many words said the defensive line annihilated the offense. 
That and it's there's always that little tug, right? Because you want to celebrate the defensive line being awesome, but there's the lingering concern like what happened to the offensive line. Now his contention was Zach's was that's normal, that always happens early. The defense has the edge early, and once the offense puts in more concepts and gets more multiple, then the offense starts to catch up. But Max Johnson talked about the communication in the protection. I think we need to do a better job of you know just communicating um, the protections, getting them right, focused on focusing on um, communicating um, you know where the where the pressure's coming from and uh, getting that uh, turned around. Um, I mean, I think the communication was pretty 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 good over the um, over the scrimmage, but I just think we need to work on that. Now we're also keeping an eye on the running backs and who's starting to maybe break through a little bit. So Ty Davis Price, who missed the scrimmage was back at practice today in a gold, no-contact jersey. So it was a great opportunity for for John Emery. Here was Max Johnson on Emery and the running backs. Yeah, John's done a great job. So this is just, you know, getting open on choice routes. Um, you know, even six-man protection has done a good job of, you know, picking up, you know, extra guys that are um, extra guys that have come or that have gotten loose. And uh, Armani and Corey, we call them Thunder Lightning just because they're like, you know, they're roommates. They do everything together, and they're, they're both studs. Corey... Corey and Armani both had great days yesterday or on Saturday. It's just it's interesting that we we just didn't hear anything about the running backs and their play. We just need to see them come along. We need to see them improve and see who's ultimately going to steal that job. One more though, and I I know we've talked about this so much. I've, it's it feels so repetitive. But if you're going to play in this offense as a running back, you have to catch the football. And the question has been, which guy will emerge as a receiver? So Max Johnson was asked about John Emery as a receiver today. John's done a great job of, you know, uh, reading the leverage of the linebackers. And, um, you know, he meets with uh, Coach Falk all the time. Just, you know, figuring out the plays and how to get open, whether it's a stacking linebacker or cut in front of him or how to get open on choice routes. He's, he's done a great job of that. And he meets and works on that after practice as well. That'll be pretty evident early. If John Emery becomes the guy in this offense, my contention is it's going to be because he can catch the football. Whichever guy shows he can do that, that's going to be paramount. And I know when we had our very first practice report, you know the the story went the first rep of the first day of practice, they threw a pass to Ty Davis Price and dropped it, hit him on the hands. I mean, there's a video of it. I think Cobble had it. That's just so important in this offense. If you're going to be a running back, you got to catch the ball. Um, Speaking of the offensive line, Ed Ingram today talked to reporters, and he was asked about Max Johnson. If you know Max, he he's uh he's just a humble guy. He doesn't he's not going to change uh, his confidence. Uh, he knows how good he is as an athlete, but he doesn't flaunt all of that. And, uh, he's a great player. Uh, something I've noticed is uh, he's starting to step up into that leadership role, um, which is good for for QB one. That is interesting, right? Um, not not that Max Johnson's stepping up. It's I think many people who saw him last year assumed he would, but it's more interesting because two weeks ago we were thinking quarterback battle, and honestly, we're thinking it was probably Miles Brennan's team as a fifth year guy and the leader. You know, regardless of who ultimately won the job, and my contention was that Miles was going to take the first snap, whether or not he kept the job remained to be seen. But in a in such a short amount of time, for that part of, of the team, of the process to be this seamless is really encouraging. To be able to go from your fifth-year senior quarterback being injured 
and you're thinking we have a, a camp battle to now it's Max's job, and there is no question about not only who's starting, but also the, the leader on the team and being in the leadership role, it's it's pretty encouraging. As um, you got to be ready to sprint from week one, uh, being out in L.A. against UCLA, a team that we know is going to have a game before LSU plays. You know, UCLA is going to, as Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a fourth-year senior, or fourth-year starter, I should say, a quarterback, and that they play week zero against Hawaii, so they will have already had a game under their belt. Um, you got to be ready to sprint week one. It sounds like Johnson's uh, already stepping into that role. Uh, so Tigers are back on the practice field tomorrow, uh, and they'll practice this week until they have uh, their second scrimmage of fall camp on Saturday, and uh, we'll certainly count you down to that. All right, it's going to do it for us here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On LSU podcast. Be sure you're subscribed here and subscribe to the new Locked on Bets podcast. Betting doesn't have to be a guessing game when you're subscribed to the Locked on Bets podcast. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast to Locked on Bets. All right, we'll do it for us here. We'll see you tomorrow. Locked on LSU, your team every day.